according to National Business Capital Services, 38% of all entrepreneurs say that self-discipline was a key factor to their overall success. Jesse Fisco has run several seven-figure companies, participated in raising capital, becoming an angel investor, and closing multiple real estate deals and transactions. He describes himself as a serial entrepreneur and master practitioner. He's got an enormous passion for neuro-linguistic programming in helping others succeed in their major business and career wins. Since money is no longer a problem for Fisco and his family, his life and career priorities have shifted, and he joined me this week to tell me more about his business journey and how he's arrived at a center place of happiness in both his personal and professional life. Fisco also has just a little bit of fun in our conversation as we dive in to his absurdly large number of shoes and his love of basketball, fitness, and more. I know I am excited to bring you this wide-ranging conversation. So without further delay, I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Yeah, thank you. Excited to be here. This is going to be awesome. Absolutely. So, uh, Jesse, I know you uh, describe yourself as a serial entrepreneur. So my first question this morning is to you, what does it mean to be a serial entrepreneur? Yeah, great question. So for me, it's uh, it didn't just happen. Like It, it just kind of created itself over time. So um, an idea would come. And it was like, all right, let's create a business and implement that. And as we created a business, it became very easy, very simple to just plug in the same systems and same play um, after we really got the process down. But it, it took a minute to get there. Um, but for me, it's just being able to manage multiple businesses um, and always looking for ways to add value to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you have a major passion for neural and yeah absolutely so the uh, neuro-linguistic programming is really just uh, helping you unlock the mental programs that were installed most people um, what they have is from the ages of five to seven when their brains the most impressionable 
they learn a bunch of things what's right what's wrong for example um based off of the teachings of people around them in their environment and with neurolinguistic programming it's being able to go back in time and resolve some of those programs that maybe were installed that have just mutated over time that aren't serving you it, i kind of like would relate with it as a virus on a computer right like if there's a virus that's not serving you you would want to go and remove that in some cases we've had installed viruses like you know hey you can't have all the candy in the candy store well according to who because maybe you can right and being able to go through and look at a higher picture of things um and that's where i really have found a lot of love in the entrepreneurial journey that i've had as well seeing other entrepreneurs win even more than what they are because of the unlocking of mental programs that they they didn't even know existed that were holding them back yeah and tell me why is it why is Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, like I, at Brown 2020, um, I, I just found that I was hitting a wall, like making money was not an issue. Um, running businesses was not an issue. I mean, we, we had flown out to Nashville and opened up at that time was like our eighth company. Um, and I say we, my wife and I, but really where the issue was, was internally, um, feeling like a never good enough or feeling like there was, you know, I wasn't hitting my potential. So there was this battle internally of like, I know I can do more, but I'm not good enough. And it also came kind of at a halt for us when my wife and I realized that neither one of us were happy where we are at. Um, and we were on different paths. And so as I got into the neuro-linguistic programming and truly understanding myself, that's when it just evolved and, and we decided like, hey, more people need to hear this. So although like our coaching program, Emerge Coaching, is a business, it's not really a business for me. It's, it's genuinely a, hall, like a hobby and I look forward to working on that every single day because seeing more people unlock just makes me happy. And uh, you know, it's that higher purpose, that higher self for me. Yeah, and one of the things that I know, Jesse, that makes you uh, the most happy is, is helping people sort of unlock their big wins in life and really celebrating the moment. So what does it mean to you to help someone to unlock a big win in life? Yeah, I mean, overcoming things that they never necessarily thought they could do or like, you know, seeing someone that has always struggled with food. Um, and, you know, eating and having a psychological battle of like losing weight, right? We'd see people come to our program because we offer personal training as a part of it um, because we believe the body and mind are, you know, are one, like they, they work closely together. But seeing someone be able to come through that's never been able to lose weight to have a dramatic impact over the course of, you know, the 12-week program that we offer, like seeing that along with the changes in their personality and there's a more brightness um in fact we we do like an energy mapping essentially that will pull the energy the electromagnetic energy from your body and it will tell you exactly where it's at so to see people go from a very dark color to a really bright color seeing more energy in their body i mean that's something they can see but more importantly they can feel and they can hear themselves changing as well and so um you know that's that's really what 
helping people win bigger, right? Like we all have different battles. Maybe it's, you know, you're making great money, but your relationships with others are not where you want them to be. Or maybe it's your fitness. I mean, there's so many different avenues in life. And the purpose of this coaching is to help you unlock what is holding you back so that you can win even more in your life. And that's, uh, that's the model we go by. Yeah, Justin, you know, I'm going to uh, share just a little bit about myself. So one of the models that I live my life by is inclusion is the gateway to independence. Because, you know, but I was told at uh, nine years old that I wouldn't be able to belong. I was born with what's called a facet quadriplegic cerebral palsy. And another uh, thing that I live my life by is the saying, always active. So tell me. How important, in your view, is movement and inclusion in all aspects of life? Yeah, I mean, my one of the things we always talk about is your energy goes, or sorry, your energy flows where your focus goes. So, what are you focusing on? How are you getting more energy? Being active in general is a movement where you are creating more energy in your body. Staying stagnant or staying at a plateau level is never going to produce more energy. In fact, something that's really interesting is when you are up against something that you've never done before and you're meditating or you're mentally walking through what that's going to look like, your body is already communicating with cells to produce more proteins so that you can manage that task. And that's something that is super amazing about the human body that most people don't understand is the body believes in you already and is sending the... the, communication to cells to say we need more protein in order to do this and those proteins produce more energy for you to achieve that very thing so yeah i think you know being including the things that you want being active and making movement those those three things obviously are going to have a huge impact in your life for the better yeah absolutely now just i'm also wondering your thoughts on creating a, a, an inclusive culture in business for folks with uh, disabilities and other marginalized groups. What do you think is the key, key to unlocking a success in business for uh, folks with disabilities and other marginalized groups? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one of the things that we really, really focus on is helping under people understand that everyone has a different model of the world or everyone has a different view of how they've been raised. Maybe that's a physical view, right? Um, maybe that's a mental view. And what we try to do is help the inclusion of, you know, everyone can win bigger in their life. And if you are going with the flow in life, regardless of anything that you're dealing with, you will end up down the drain. And so you need to keep that momentum going and to push yourself and change. And we've seen massive changes for those that you know, do have disabilities, um, like depression, as far as a mental disability, we've seen that. As far as physical disabilities, we've seen people do amazing things as well. Um, and so, yeah, creating a culture that includes people and a culture of understanding that there are so many different walks of life that is extremely important to understand that just because it may be wrong in your model of the world doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong in general. It might be right in someone else's. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned at the outset of our conversation, you've created multiple uh, successful businesses that have uh, rewarded you handsomely financially in uh, Tennessee. And I know you've also uh, spent some time 
in, in Canada as well. So and I'm curious, uh, how do you define business success? And how do you define business sustainability too? Because it's one thing to start a business, but it's another thing to sustain it, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have said business success is all about profit. Um, and that was where my mind was. However, what business success is, is you running the business the way you want to run it and feeling great and excited to go to work every single day. That's the ultimate success because you can run a multi, multi-million dollar business. But if you hate going to work and you hate your environment of where you're at, it's not going to be fun. It's, it, it's pointless. And so creating success is creating and designing what you want to do and where you want to take your business. Uh, as far as like, you know, I look at someone like Elon Musk, um, like him or hate him, he takes a concept of SpaceX sending a rocket to the moon. And that is something that, you know, his whole idea is getting things to Mars. For him, that's his vision. And that's where he's wanting to take his company. And when that happens, and that successfully goes through, that will be success for him. And I think that that's what business success is all about is creating a vision of where you want to take your company and seeing your company through. And as far as stability in, uh, you know, in the business, obviously your profits need to be there. You need to be making money um, to pay the employees. But the sustainability really, in my opinion, is based off of the relationships with your employees. Because, it, I mean, I've hired multiple people and I've had other people quit and let go. And that takes away the momentum of the business. So sustainability for me is focusing more on the employee and helping the employee feel like it's a win environment for them where they can succeed and also to carry out the whole vision of the company. I feel like a lot of companies don't really magnify their vision or truly what they want, or maybe it's a little pixelated with the true desire of what that company wants. And the reason why the employees aren't on board or the employees aren't working towards that same goal as maybe the CEO is because they don't have a clear vision of what it means. And that's really what stability is um, and sustainability in a company is keeping everyone on the same visionary path to the end goal of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just picking up on the, the notion of building relationships, you know, one of the things that I do outside of hosting this podcast, Jess, is help businesses better improve um, their inclusive uh, culture when it comes to integrating uh, people with disabilities in the workforce. But I also think it's all about creating relationships in order to uh, create business success. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, one of our businesses is solely based off of relationships. Um, and that's our, our real estate business that my wife and I started seven years ago. And it's all based on relationships and getting to know people and finding ways to serve them. And so I would agree 100% with that. Yeah, absolutely. And Jesse, what does that mean to you when, when someone says define both uh, collaboration and creativity in business? Yeah, so collaboration to me is obviously everyone agreeing um, and working together and respecting one another. That's number one and key. As far as creativity, um, I think that creativity lacks a lot because of the vision that the company has. Once again, I think that in some cases, businesses 
have created a pixelated idea of what they want, but they don't truly know what that would mean for their company. And so with creativity, obviously helping clients or helping your employees rather feel in an environment of creativity really starts at the top of having a clear vision and then allowing them to be creative. And so one of the things that we've done um, with our with our clients as far as helping them coach is we say, okay, what is your goal? What do you want to achieve? And then what we'll do is we'll say, all right, let's go back. And for five days, I want you to write down, or not five days, but for 30 days, I want you to write down five different ways you could market your vision and write that down for the next 30 days. By the end of 30 days, there's 150 different ways for them to market their vision of what they want. And we say, okay, great. Which ones do you like the most? And then pick those and stick with it. And then as business continues and you master that idea of marketing and there's that creative juices flowing, you can go back to your list and say, I actually want to do this next. And you can continue to add more marketing pillars. And it's been revolutionary for a lot of businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And building on the point you just finished making, I know that it's important for you to help people understand themselves and really dig deep into what it is that they want. So I wonder if you can tell me what's the thing to help someone understand who they are. Yeah, I would say number one is helping them understand what they want. Um, you know, a lot of times you talk to people, and you've probably experienced this as well, Kevin, when you ask someone, hey, what do you want? And they go, oh, I don't want this, and I don't want that. And it's like, well, I didn't ask you what you don't want. I asked you what you wanted. <laughs> and it's become kind of a culture of a lot of people don't understand what they even want. And so you know, helping people identify who they are really starts in with identifying what they want out of life, what kind of experiences, what kind of you know, tangible physical items. And as you start to unpack that, you start to learn a lot more about the, the individual and how they can, you know, and what holds them back. Uh, you know, one of the things we do in our coaching program is we invite people to write down 100 things they want. If money was not an issue, 100 items for them personally. And then we challenge them to say, okay, after you've written those down, 100 experiences that you want to have in your life. And it's amazing that a lot of people get to about number 25 on the tangible items that they want, and then they stop and they have this block. Oh, I don't know what I want. And that's when we really start to unpack the true version of that person. And then we start to understand what are the limitations because, you know, someone will write down, hey, I want a, a yacht. And then instantly they're like, oh, well, I don't know if I deserve that. Well, okay, there's, a, there's something right there. At what point did you decide you don't, you don't deserve a yacht, really? And we start to unpack and help people understand themselves that way. And it's, it's a game changer. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jesse, I'm also wondering your thoughts on how you define business diversification. How do you diversify a business uh, successfully, in your opinion? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's an ever learning process of diversification. Um, but I would say number one is make sure you pay yourself, right? And that, uh, make sure that you're rewarding yourself for your wins because a lot of times we see entrepreneurs walk in and they start making money and they start thinking about growing their business, which is great. And I, I applaud you, but you get burned out and you need to be able to see the fruits of your labors at some point. So number one, whether that's investing 10% of your commission check or 10% of the, the profits into an account where you go do something every month for you. That's what I would say, number one, diversification, 
would be for me is because it helps you feel accomplished and helps you see a purpose of what you're doing. And then, of course, I would also encourage you to save 10%, right? Save 10% of all the money that you have um, made and put that into an account to help you continue to grow. And then with the rest of the money, obviously, you're going to allocate for taxes. And I would also encourage you to spend more money on marketing as well. Get your name out there because if they don't know you, like Grant Cardone says, they don't flow you. And uh, that's something that definitely every entrepreneur needs to know is you need to be spending money on marketing or putting yourself out there more. Well, if, if, if they don't know you're out there, they can give you your money, their money, right? Exactly. 100%. That's exactly right. And listen, I'm wondering your thoughts on the greatest lesson you think you've learned in business throughout the course of your career. Yeah. Um, the greatest lesson I've learned is whatever your goal is, you need to be able to experience that goal before it happens. Um, your brain has a very, very hard time making something that you can't see or something you've never experienced before a reality. So creating the reality before it actually happens, maybe that's visiting the, the place that you want to go, um, the vacation when you hit your goal or anything like that. Goal setting is a, a concept and it's been something that's been taught, but it's set a lot of people up for failure. And what you need to do is actually familiarize yourself with what it is you want and create the outcome as if it had already happened before you make it happen. And I think that as you do that, you will find your business growing tremendously. Absolutely. Uh, Jesse, just before we get out of here, I want to... Um... Have a little bit of fun with you, buddy. We're about a week and a half away from Christmas, and the holiday season is in full swing. So, if money wasn't an object, my friend, what are you? What's number one on your holiday wish list this year, buddy? <laughs> Great question. Um, if it was for me personally, it would be an upgraded uh, Porsche GT3 RS. It would be lime green with the black interior and lime green stitching. Um, if it were for my family, it would be on a like a, more of an experience type of thing. It would be a cruise um, on the Disney, Disney's new ship that they just released, and uh, it would be a five-day cruise out of California. It'd be awesome. So those are the two things on my wish list. If money wasn't an issue right now, yeah, absolutely for me, buddy. I think it would be a driverless, you know, how like those self-driving cars. I want to self-driving wheelchair for Christmas so I don't have to do all the work anymore, right? Hey, yeah, you deserve it. So I, you absolutely deserve to get that. I think that'd be awesome. And uh, tell me, uh, well, thanks for that. Tell me, Jesse, uh, if you had sort of a truth serum or a mulligan for a day, what would you engage in and sort of a, a guilty a pleasure fast fashion if you had a whole pass, buddy? What would you engaged in for the day oh it'd definitely be basketball i'm a big basketball fan and so if i had a if i could i'd be playing basketball every single day as a hobby um also some sort of fitness right and uh working on myself um man i i, I could go on and on i love a lot of stuff like i would say basketball fitness or some sort of meditation would be amazing if i had a guilty pleasure every day yeah, so uh, since you brought up basketball, buddy, I'm an old sports reporter. So uh, tell me, what do you think so far about this NBA season, my friend? 
yeah, the NBA season, um, you know, I, I had high hopes for the Utah Jazz being where I was from. Like, I'm a big Jazz homer. Um, and they came out really hot. Now they've kind of gone to what everyone expected them to be. But uh, I'll tell you, the the um, Phoenix Suns, I expected a lot more from them this year. And they're not even close to being very good. The, the Pelicans are extremely good and uh, underrated team. I, I didn't know Zion had that much in the tank. How about you? Well, you know, I, you know, I live uh, close to Detroit, but it's why I live in, in Canada, okay. uh, uh, right across the river from Detroit. So I live in Windsor, and the big uh, story around here, of course, is that uh, King Cunningham is out for the season. The Raptors are off to a better-than-expected start, so it's been uh, an interesting season, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, it definitely has. I'm excited to see if the Lakers make the playoffs or not. <laughs> oh, I, I hope that uh, for the rest of America and Canada's sake, we don't have to uh, witness this version of Lakers basketball because it's like a yo-yo. It's so inconsistent, isn't it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Totally is. Yeah, and that's a different I ask you uh, the legacy question, which I ask uh, and all of my podcasts. I'm also curious to ask you about how do you find your inner center when everything gets busy and going and hectic? You know, I always say it's important to celebrate the wins in life. So when we look at your own life, how do you celebrate the wins and find your inner center to reconnect with yourself? Yeah, great question. So um, I've set up two different processes for that. Number one is uh, there's a reward system. I love being a basketball guy. I love basketball shoes. And so anytime I close a new client um, in one of my businesses, I buy myself a new pair of basketball shoes. Um, and so my closet's lined up with a bunch of shoes all the time. Um, and when I walk in there, I can name which deal was associated with which client and which pair of shoes. And that reminds me, even on those days where I feel like, and I, I'm not I'm not clicking. I can go in and look at those shoes and go, yeah, well, actually, in the past, I've done all this, so I can continue to make it happen. So I find myself at peace with that um, and reminding myself of the past success and excited for the future, along with meditation. Um, I'll spend 20 to 30 minutes a day meditating, and I've actually, I'll share this. This is interesting. I actually recorded myself um, talking about the things that I want to experience in the next eight years. And I recorded myself giving myself affirmations um, and put a backtrack of music to it to allow me to, as I'm sleeping, be reminded of all the things I want um, because nothing's more powerful than you telling yourself um, what you can do. And so that's something that I've been really focusing on as well. Self-motivation is important, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. We... My wife, uh, she heard the track and was like, okay, I need to do one of those for myself as well because it's just super powerful hearing your own voice. And, uh, you know, what what we tell ourselves internally has an effect on us. So why don't we tell ourselves while we're sleeping in the most vulnerable, right, when our brain's not thinking of all the other stuff we have, let's tell ourselves a bunch of affirmations and things we want to become. Yeah, absolutely. And just out of curiosity, buddy, how many... Uh, uh Pairs of shoes do we got, and what's our favorite? <laughs> you know, I've got the I, I've got the uh, Jordan Eleven, um, the red and red and black. Those are my favorite ones. I don't wear them that much. 
Um, but I am a sucker for the Kobe Bryant shoes. So anything Kobe Bryant, I I would love to have. Um, as far as shoes go, I I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you how many I have. <laughs> I I keep refreshing, but I think we're close to around forty eight, fifty pairs of shoes. Well, uh, you'll ne never have a problem accessorizing an outfit, right? <laughs> exactly. With, with a pair of shoes, absolutely. So the question was, how do you want your personal and professional legacy to be the fun yeah um that's a good question i mean i for me to my personal and professional life to define that for me would be um just being able to know that i've accomplished things that you know i like i i guess i want to look in the mirror and look look at myself and go holy crap you did that right and be just impressed by myself all the time um, so if I can define my life by continuing to impress myself and not matter, like, obviously I want to continue to impress my wife and my kids, right? Because I'm the breadwinner at home and I, and that's important, but being able to impress myself and develop a higher self-love, that's where I want to define my success and my personal life is I love myself. It's not arrogance. It's just straight confidence knowing when I say I'm going to do something, I know I'm going to do it. And, uh, that's how I want to define my life. Yeah, absolutely. Since you brought it up, what would be your uh, pieces of advice for people wanting to get a better balance between their personal and professional lives? I'm fascinated. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I would say there's a few, um, and these are things that we talk about in our program, but number one would be understanding who you want to work with um, so that when you go to work, you know your clientele. doesn't mean that you don't have to serve other people but maybe you hire an employee to serve them instead. But find out exactly who you want to work with and surround yourselves with clients that really support you in the vision or whatever the criteria is. And then as far as life goes in general, like take some action. Like nothing happens until you make it happen. So write down some of the experiences you want, whether that's a you know, a date with your spouse whether that's going on a vacation, take some action, write it down and really plan around it. Uh, give yourself, you know, five to 10 minutes, put down the phone and, and really start to map out your life. I, it's amazing that, you know, we rely on technology to get us to and fro, you know, hey, I need to go to the store. What's the address? You punch it in your phone if you don't know where it's at. And uh, we, we need technology to get us there, but yet we don't use our own technology being our brains and our minds to help us design where we want to go with our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And a uh, final suggestion, just tell me if people want, want to get uh, connected with you, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, great question. So um, there's there's multiple ways. I would say on Instagram is probably the easiest. Um, my Instagram handle is at Mr. Utah Real Estate. Um, you can also look up Emerge Coaching. Um, on YouTube and on Google, and you'll pull up my website. Um, there's, yeah, I, I've learned how to market myself very well. So even if you just type in my name, Jesse Fisco, into Google, you'll find me and I'll be there. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm glad you found and carved down some time to talk to me about entrepreneurship, real estate, kind of a, a little bit about your personal life and uh, neural linguistic uh, programming. Yeah, thank you so much, Kevin, for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure.